Shalom to all. Today's daf is Shabbos of Kuf Ne'amalaf. We're starting at the Mishnah, four lines from the top. Today's daf is sponsored in honor of the upsharon of Avram Baruch Betova Getol. He should grow up to be a Gadol Israel. And the Mishnah says, Hakash shall Amita, straw that's on a bed. Now, usually straw is going to be mukta because it's meant for fuel as a fire. But this person wants to fluff it up in order to make it comfortable to sleep on. The Mishnah says, Lo he's not allowed to move it with his hand because it's mukta. El gufa, he's allowed to move it with his body, kind of lay down on it and shift it around till it's comfortable. But if it was designated for animal food, or if it had a pillow or a sheet on it from Erev Shabbos, showing that he wants to use it as bedding, then he's allowed to move it with his hand. A clothing press belonging to a homeowner. A clothing press was standing two heavy boards, the clothing went on one board, then the other board was pressed down on top of it and then clamped down by way of pegs and posts in order to keep the clothing in there nice and tight. So matirin, it could be undone on Shabbos if you need the clothing that's inside of it, but you're not allowed to press it down on Shabbos because the clothing's not going to be ready until after Shabbos, so that would be usher to do on Shabbos. But Vishal Kaifsin, if this is a launderer's clothing press, you're not allowed to touch it. This is a professional machine that's actually meant to fix the clothing to put solid creases in them and it's clamped down so tightly that if you were to undo it, it's like stira, it's like dismantling. Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Huda says, If it was already partially undone from Erev Shabbos, then you're allowed to completely undo it and then slip the clothing out because you're not dismantling anything. It was already partially dismantled. And the Gemara says, Hi Pogla, if we have a radish that a person had and he wanted to keep it fresh, so he placed it inside the ground. If he had placed it from top to bottom, then it's permitted to pull out. The wide part of the radish is out of the ground, the narrow part's in the ground. He's allowed to pull it out because it's not moving any dirt. But if it was placed in up upside down, and the wide part was in the ground, the narrow part sticking out of the ground, usher, then he's not allowed to pull it out, because when he pulls it out, the dirt that's around the wide part of the radish is going to be moved, and that's usher. And Amr Avad Amri Amr Beirav, Tanina, we have a mission to like Rav Nachman, not like Rav Nachman's halacha, because our mission told us, Hakash al-Gabimita, we have straw in a bed, Lo'ina and you're not allowed to move it with your hand, Alman and Gufay, he's allowed to move it with his body, Bahim, if it was designated for animal food, Aishahil of Kari Sadin, if there was a pillow or sheet on it from ready Arab Shabbos, he's allowed to move it with his hand. No, we see that indirect tiltal is not a problem of tiltal, not like Rav Nachman's halacha that tells us that moving that dirt is usher. Am Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda says, Hani pilpali, peppercorn, made the chad sakina shari. If he wants to crush them one by one with the handle of a knife, that's permitted. Tarti usher, but if he's going to do them two at a time, that's usher. He requires a shinoi, some sort of change from the regular way that you would do it during the week. Therefore, you have to not only do it with the back of a knife, you're also only allowed to do it one by one. But Rav Amar Rav says, Kimidimishani, since he's doing a shinoi, afilu tu vanami, he's allowed to crush even more than one peppercorn. Corn at a time. I'm Rav Yehuda. Man Someone's going swimming in water. He's not swimming. He's really just going into the water. According to the strict halacha, this is permitted on Shabbos. Lignev nafshe bereish. He should first dry himself. Vahadulislik, and then he should go out of the water, or immediately out of leaving the water, he should dry himself. He might accidentally carry that water that's on him for Amos and Akarmlas. Usually, the bank of the river or the area by the ocean is considered a Akarmlas, and so therefore we don't want him carrying Dalad Amos and Akarmlas. The Gemara asks, If so, Kikunachas nami when he goes down into the water. Also, he has a problem. His kayach, the force of him walking into the water, is going to displace water, Dalad Amis, and the water itself is considered a karmelis, and that should be usher. So the Gemara says, They weren't geyser about the kayach of a person, a karmelis. The force of someone pushing something, Dalad Amis and a karmelis, they were not geyser. It's only carrying something in a karmelis is a problem because you might accidentally carry it in Roshasarabim, but not his kayach. And the Gemara continues, He has dirt or clay on his foot, he can 
could wipe it on the ground. No wiping it on a wall. Amarava Rava says, My time why are you not allowed to wipe it on a wall? Because it looks like you're building. A lot of times they would add a layer of clay or dirt onto a wall to strengthen it. That's a very weak, unstable way of building, so you shouldn't be high for that. So the Gemara says, Amarava Rava says, You could wipe it on a wall, but no wiping it on the floor. Maybe you're going to end up smoothing out some holes that's in the floor, and that's Asr. It's Asr to wipe your foot on a floor or on a wall. Rav Papa, Rav Papa said, It's Mutter to wipe it both on a floor and on the wall. So the Gemara says, That says that both are Asr. How are you supposed to wipe dirt off your foot? So he says, Wipe it on a beam. So that's not considered a part of a building, and that's not on the floor. Therefore, it would be permitted. Amarava, Rava says, A person should not sit at the entranceway of a Lechi. Again, we have a Mavoy that opens up into Rosh Hashanah The only way we're allowed to carry within the Mavoy is if we have a Lechi, a post over there that signifies that the inside of the Mavoy is Rosh Yachid. He shouldn't sit at this entranceway. Why not? Perhaps one of his objects is going to roll away from him into the Rosh Hashanah and he's going to bring it back to himself into the Mavoy, which is inside Rosh Hashanah He's going to have a hard time differentiating between the Mavoy, which is Rosh Hashanah and the Rosh Hashanah because he's sitting right at the entranceway. Therefore, he shouldn't sit there. Vamarava Rava says, A person shouldn't rock a barrel back and forth to get it solid in the ground. Maybe he's going to end up smoothing out the ground. Vamarava and Rava says, A person shouldn't tightly pack udra, soft cloth, which is wet, at the mouth of a jug. Why not? He's going to come to schita, he's going to squeeze it out. Amrav Khan, Rav Khan says, A person has dirt on his clothing, he could rub it from the inside, no rubbing it from the outside. Rubbing it from the inside would mean that he would put his hand inside his garment kind of pinch the garment and then rub it to get the dirt off. Now the reason why it would be usher to do it from the outside is because that's like cleaning, it's like kibos. The isr of kibos would be libun, which is whitening. And even though the real isr of whitening is pouring water on something, that's the only way it could actually be over libun. This is going to be an isr drabanim because it looks like you're trying to clean it. That's only if you do it from the outside. But if you do it from the inside, it's not a problem. Maybe we have a question. If he has dirt on his shoe, he could scrape it off with the back of a knife. If it's on his clothing, he could scrape it with his fingernail. As long as he does not do kiskos, he doesn't rub it. My love shalai kaskis klal doesn't mean he's not allowed to do it at all, not from the inside or from the outside. So Yimar says, Loi, shalai kaskis machutz, he shouldn't rub it from the outside. El mibifnim, he's allowed to rub it from the inside. Am Rabavo, Am Rabalazar, Am Rabiyane, Megarin Minol Chadash. A person is allowed to scrape dirt off of a brand new shoe, Avaloi Yashan, but not an old shoe, because an old shoe, since the leather is very soft and old, so when he scrapes it off with a knife, he's going to end up scraping off a whole layer of leather, and that's Mamachek, an Isser of smoothing. Kufme Malafam and on the top, what does he scrape it off with? He could do it with the back of a knife. This Saba, this elderly fellow, told her, Erase your memra in place of this new one. The Tanah Rebchia taught, You're not to scrape, Not a new shoe or an old shoe. He's not to pour oil on his foot. While it's in his shoe or his sandal. He's allowed to pour oil on his foot. And then put it into his shoe or his sandal. He's allowed to anoint his entire body with oil and he's allowed to roll around on this big leather sheet that was either used as a table cover or as a sheet of a bed he doesn't have to be worried that he's over the isra of ma'abed of oiling or tanning hide leather that's only if his intent is that he wants to shine the shoe but if his intent is to tan the leather then it's usher to do this even though he's first pouring the oil on his foot and then he's putting in his shoe nonetheless it's usher the Gemara says if he has a mind to tan it it's that it's usher you don't have 
have to tell me that. V'sumer, furthermore, let's is there anyone that allows you to do it even though you want to shine the shoe? Even shining shoes is usher or shining leather. So the Gemara says, this is really the real memra. The only hatter is pouring enough oil. If the amount of oil that he pours is going to be enough at maximum to shine the leather. But if he poured so much oil on his body or on his foot and that's going to be enough to actually tan the leather, usher, then that's going to be usher, even though that's not what his intention is. More halachas about shoes. A small person shouldn't go out with a big shoe because it might fall off of his foot and then he's going to carry it. He's allowed to go out with a large garment. First of all, we're not afraid it's going to fall off of him. Second of all, even if people make fun of him, he's not going to be inclined to take it off. He doesn't want to walk around without a shirt. A woman is allowed to go out with a torn shoe. If it's torn, she's going to be embarrassed. Then she's going to take it off and then she's going to rob him. She's not to do chalitza with it either. But if she did chalitza with it, then the chalitza would be kosher. One may not go out with a brand new shoe. What type of shoe are we talking about that one may not go out with if it's new? A woman's not allowed to go out with a brand new shoe because they're very particular about how their shoes fit. And if they go out with a brand new shoe and they decide that they don't like how it fits, they might take it off in the Rosh and carry it to Al-Adamas. Tony Bar Kapara, he says, That's only if she never wore it on Erev Shabbos. If she went out with it on Erev Shabbos, so she knows that it fits okay, so then she's allowed to go out with it on Shabbos. Now this next halacha that we're about to learn is going to be about an Emos, a shoe form. Shoemakers had this form, shaped like a shoe, obviously. They would wrap the leather around it, and that's how they would sew and make the shoe. So the Gemara says, Tani Chad, we have one brass that says, You're allowed to take a shoe off of this shoe form. You're not allowed to take the shoe off the shoe form on Shabbos. And the Gemara says, Like Kashi, it's not a steer. Harabelezer, Harabonon. Did not, we have a Mishnah. Minal Shal Gabi Emos, a shoe that's on the shoe form. Rebelezer Matai, Rebelezer says, It's Tahar, meaning Kanapi Makabal Toma. Since it's never been taken off the shoe form, it's not considered a Kli yet, so it can't be Makabal and obviously it would be mukta. It could be makabal toma, even though it hasn't been taken off, it's still considered a kli, it's a proper shoe, therefore it could be makabal toma, and obviously it wouldn't be mukta. So the Gemara says, Honey, this makes sense according to Rava. Whether you're moving or mutter, that's permitted. So shapir, this makes sense, because when you're taking the shoe off the shoe form, you also have to move the shoe form out of the shoe, and that would be permitted according to Rava that says, you need the place where the shoe form is, namely the inside of the shoe, because you want to put your foot there. You don't want the shoe form there. But according to Bay, the armor of the mutter, the you're not allowed to move a klisha malachtil iser. What are we able to say? Even according to the chachamim, there's no reason why you should be allowed to move the shoe form out of the shoe. So the Gemara answers, We're talking about the shoe was very loose, so that's why you're able to slip the shoe off of the form, and you don't need to move the form at all. The Tanya, we have a brazer, Rabbi Huda Imrim, Hayerafi, was loose, mutter, so it's mutter to move it. So the Gemara now asks a question in the opposite direction. Taima, the roughly, the only reason why you're allowed to move the shoe off is because it's loose. But if it's not loose, lie, then you wouldn't be allowed to move it off. This fits according to You're allowed to move a You're So this makes sense because you're slipping the shoe off the form and not vice versa. You're allowed to move it even my area roughly. So why do we have to say that the shoe was loose on it? Even if the shoe wasn't loose on the form, you should be allowed to slip the form out of the shoe. It's the Tzarek Mekaymei. And it's Mashma over here that you're not allowed to slip the form out of the shoe, only the shoe off of the form. So the Gemara says, Ahid Rabbi Yehuda, that Brisa from Rabbi Yehuda that says that the shoe was loose on the form, Mishum Rabbi Lezer, who, that's only according to Rabbi Lezer's opinion, Detanya Rabbi Yehuda, Aymer, Mishum Rabbi Lezer. Rabbi Yehuda says the name of Rabbi Lezer, Im Hayarafi Mutter, only if the shoe was loose is a mutter, because Rabbi Lezer had said that a shoe on the form is really considered Mokta. However, Rabbi Yehuda explains Rabbi Lezer's 
opinion that if it was loose on the form, then it's not mukta because clearly the shoe is ready for use, and therefore if it's loose, according to Rebbe Lezer, you're allowed to slip it off the form. Hajin al-Achtaylin, for finishing the 20th parak of Shabbos, Be'ez Hashem, we should finish all of Masechah's Shabbos together very soon, and all of Shas together. And the Mishnah continues, Naitul Adam Esbenai, a person's allowed to carry his child, Ho'evin Biyadai, even though his child is holding a stone in his hand, and it's not considered like the father is carrying the stone. The Kakal, a person's allowed to carry a basket, Ho'evin Besaycha, and there's a stone inside the basket. Umatatlan Shuma Tmeya, a person's allowed to carry Shuma Tmeya, which is Mukta, because there's no use for Tamei Shuma on Shabbos, Imahatayrav Imachulin, if it's with Tar Shuma and Chulin. And Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, Afmalan is Hamaduma Bechromeya, we're even allowed to take out Meduma, one in a hundred. If one saw of Shuma falls into a hundred saw of Chulin, so we say that it's Batal, but we still have to take out one saw worth of food and say that this is going to be Shuma. Now, we're allowed to do this on Shabbos, Rabbi Yehuda says, even though it looks like Metakein, it's not going to be a problem. And the Gemara says, Amarava, we have a lacha from Rava. If a person carries out a live child and he has a purse hanging around his neck, the person's chai for carrying out the purse. If a person carries out a dead child and this child has a purse around his neck, he's putter completely. So now we're going to analyze this. A live child was carried out with a purse around his neck, he's chai for carrying out the wallet. The Gemara asks, he should be chai for carrying out the child himself. So Rava Krebnasen, Sfirlei Rava holds like Krebnasen, Damar Chai Nesis Atmai, a live person carries himself. We've already spoken about this previously. It's called the center of gravity. Everyone knows when you carry someone who's alive, it's much easier than carrying someone who's not alive or even someone who's very, very sick and they're not in their complete faculties. They're very heavy, really unnaturally heavy. So we have this concept of so when a person carries a child, he's not really carrying him, the child's carrying himself. So the Gemara says, Why don't we say that the purse is considered bottle to the Tinoik and the same way that the child's carrying himself, so it's like the child is carrying the purse. Don't we have a Mishnah? If someone carries out a live person on a bed, not only is he potter for carrying out the person, he's also potter for carrying out the bed. Because the bed is secondary to the person, and so too, the purse should be secondary to the child. So the Gemara answers, A bed in reference to a person laying on it, that's going to be bottle because the bed is servicing the person. But a purse onto a child, that's not going to be bottle because the purse doesn't really have anything to do with the child, so therefore the father is going to be chayiv for carrying the purse and not the child. And now continuing to analyze Rav HaZalacha, if he's carrying a dead child and he has a purse around his neck, so he's going to be pater on both of them. The Gemara says, he should be chayiv for carrying out the child. It's a melacha shein tzrichel gufa. Carrying out the child is not really necessary, and he's going to be putter. And Rashi explains, and the purse also is considered secondary because the father is so distraught that his child died, he's not thinking about the purse at all. Therefore, he's going to be putter for the entire melacha. Now the Gemara says, Tanan, our Mishnah told us, Noitel Adamus Benoi Be'Evin Biyadeh. A person is allowed to carry his child with a stone in his hand, and he's not chay for carrying the stone. So why, according to Rava, is a person chay for carrying this purse when it's around the child's neck? So Amrit Be'er Biyana, Biyana answers, Betinik Shish Le Aviv. Our mission is talking about a very unique halacha where the child is longing for his father. Rashi says the child is actually going to get sick if the father doesn't carry him. So the father's in a quandary. On one hand, he wants to hold the child so he doesn't get sick. On the other hand, he doesn't want to hold the stone. And if he tells the child to put the stone down, the child's going to scream and also get to this level of sickness that Rashi is describing. So therefore, the Chachamim relax the prohibition of indirect tiltal in this way. And we say that in this specific case, it's not considered like the father is carrying the stone. So the Gemara says, Yachi, if so, Kofman on the top, my area Evan. So why are we talking about that there's a stone in the child's hand? I feel or Nami. Even if he had money in his hand, it shouldn't be a problem. Alamarava, why does Rava say, Evan? The whole hat of mission is only when there's a stone in the child's hand. Avaldin or Usr. If he's holding money, then it's Usr. So the Gemara answers, Evan, enough la, if the stone falls out of the child's hand, 
If father's not going to end up picking up the stone, he'll just tell the child, okay, we'll get it later. But dinner, if the child's holding money, enough if it falls, then the father's going to want to go pick it up because he doesn't want his money to get lost. We have a bracha just like Rava. A person goes out to the Rosh Hashanah and he has his clothing folded and placed on his shoulder and he's holding his shoes and rings. So he's going to be for carrying them. But if he's wearing them, he's potter because it's part of his clothing. If a person carries out someone else, Reuven carries out Shimon and he's wearing his clothing and his shoes are on his feet and his rings are on his fingers. Potter, so Reuven's potter for carrying out Shimon. However, if Reuven carried out Shimon while Shimon was holding his stuff in his hand and his clothing was folded on his shoulders, so he's going to be chayiv. So he sees halacha like Rava that if one person is carrying someone else and that other person is carrying an object, so then you're going to be chayiv for that unless it's a case of a child that has gagun for his father. Everyone should have a wonderful day.